0: This week, we'll be talking about Batman. So look out, spoilers ahead. I have a bat in my belfry. So if you were around in the summer of 1989, then you'll no doubt remember that there was such a thing called Batmania back then, and Batmania was everywhere.
1: (laughs) Oh yes, oh my goodness, it really was. Yeah. Like, you couldn't look anywhere without seeing the Bat logo in some way, shape, or form. Facts! (laughs) There was a fan on every corner. (laughs)
0: Literally, the film was a mega hit. (laughs) I mean, Batman, when it came out, or when released with great hype and gusto back in 1989, actually kicked off the early superhero craze that lasted to this day.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yes. This early
0: craze is noteworthy due to it, or rather
1: us as a society, not being inundated with superhero stories back then as we are now. Mm Mm-hmm. This Mm -hmm. factor right here is key in why Batman was such a huge standout deal, you know, in it being as huge as it got to become that year.
0: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Batman exploded with great hype back in 1989 that, like you said, kicked off the profound superhero craze that is still burning white hot now in current times. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, like, wow, how do we even do this film justice in describing how big a deal this film was at the time it was released? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I guess I'll go full-on 80s here and say that Batman was awesome. Oh, awesome (laughs) is
1: right. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) We've seen it so many times and just never get bored with it.
0: Mm -mm.
1: it's definitely one of our go-to staples when speaking of good entertainment
0: yes oh yeah
1: (laughs) but really that is our true and tried opinion but our opinion is part of what became you know a cult fan favorite as we have clearly observed over the years batman was a huge deal back in the day though
0: it was and we really probably can't and won't say it enough during our episode this week. (laughs) (laughs) We're allowed! (laughs) But this film created a frenzy during its box office run and became a predictable cult favorite. So, it's safe to surmise that both Coop and myself were, excuse me, I mean are. (laughs) (laughs) Get it right! (laughs) I know, shame on me! (laughs) But We are obnoxious fans of Batman, right, Coopie? <laughs> Much agreed.
1: <laughs> In the most honest assessment on the subject, you know, this version of Batman, you know, Tim Burton's Batman, mm-hmm. the Batman, mm-hmm. is truly <laughs> cinema at its very best. When we take a moment and think of how impactful Batman was back then, it was obvious the marketing was massive. Uh Like we said, everywhere you looked, there was the Bat logo somewhere on something like t-shirts, novelty
0: items, notebooks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I mean, talking about this so instantaneously takes you back. It does. You know, and we've probably stated this before, but even though we have seen and enjoyed other versions of Batman and the actors that played the Caped Crusader... But again, our solid opinion, who was best in our mind pulling off this endeavor, was drumroll please, (laughs) Michael Keaton.
1: (laughs) Hence the exciting reason for our choice topic in our Orchard Trek this week. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton is by far the best Batman ever, in our humble opinion.
0: (laughs) The Batman he played was a legend. He was. <laughs> a- and again, we completely acknowledge that our thoughts and opinions on Michael Keaton's portrayal are our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and we gladly express such in order to share this viewpoint or perspective with like-minded retro buffs. Yet we're open to hearing also why this Batman portrayal or any of its working elements may or may not work for someone else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Retro topics uh, in of itself are fascinating on any level.
1: That's right. We're tough caramel apples. <laughs> we can take it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's an interesting point that you made there, Kenage, because for the past few decades, there have been other actors who don the bat suit. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, there were some of those recent actors that were no doubt declared as favorite and the jury's still out on the newest addition to the batman lineup to weigh out yet this year so fun fact did you know that there were nine different live action batman or shall i say batmen over the years <laughs>
0: That's funny, Coop. (laughs) Calling the group Batman. (laughs) (laughs) The collective. (laughs) That's right. We've got to be proper here, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So there were nine. Very interesting. Uh, So who exactly are included in the nine? Oh, well,
1: okay. So once again, fun fact of the nine, we have Lewis G. Wilson. That was 1943. Robert Lowry and Batman and Robin from 1949. A more familiar and well known Batman to us was Adam West. Ooh. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> who had the honors from uh, 66 to 68. Oh, and we really enjoyed this portrayal of Batman with his comedic laden nature. <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> he was he, nuts, <laughs> he had a bat spray for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and there there was a huge gap in time from that of adam west version to where we're currently discussing this week um and michael keaton's portrayal from 1989 uh to
0: 1992 yes like we've mentioned how we enjoy adam west's batman due to the goofy comedic edge of that sure with Tim Burton's 89 Batman, we really like and were drawn to this version like hardcore. Mm-hmm. It was a complete 180 from Adam West's Batman in 1966. <laughs> so Keaton's was a much more serious, less cartoonish approach that really drew audiences in on a global scale. Um, us included. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and continuing
1: on with our fun fact... Our next Batman entry of The Nine is Val Kilmer and Batman Forever, which was in 1995. Mm. This was short-lived, and in just a short two years later, in 1997, uh, the torch was passed on to George Clooney. And then 11 years later, we have Christian Bale as the Dark Knight in 2008, and the Dark Knight Rises in 2010. But the list you're sharing with us
0: doesn't even stop there, does it, Coop? Of course
1: not. (laughs) I have yet to share a couple more entries and our fun fact. So in 2016 to 2019, Ben Affleck portrayed Batman in both Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and the Justice League. As we all are aware of, there is now and yet another rendition revealing himself for this year as Batman. Um, And that is actor Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame. Oh, yeah. Yes. So the now wide, wide world of Batman fans eagerly await to see what comes together this year. And it's safe to say that that has already come to a theater near you.
0: Oh, yeah. You think you'll uh, see it?
1: I do. I think I will because, you know, up until... You, I've seen all the ones since Adam West, so yeah, I'll see it. What I about
0: might, you? I might give it a crack. I'll see. I don't know. I don't.
1: I don't all really right. know him from his movies, so I think it'll be okay. I don't. I th- I don't know if it would be different if you know him as that character. Okay. Oh, I
0: see what you're saying. Okay, like I cast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. Okay. This would really be the only thing I've ever seen him in. So. I don't know.
0: (laughs) He might do okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fascinating fun fact there, Coop, uh, with your list of nine. (laughs) And uh, that list is only of who actually starred in Batman feature films, not including TV shows or cartoons that have Batman too, because there are many. (laughs) Yes, it's, it's quite, it's got some staying power. It does. Like, yeah, like, who hasn't heard of Batman, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but look at just the list you shared of just movie examples starring our caped crusader. hmm So the million-dollar question for our Orchard archivers is, are you willing or planning on seeing the new Robert Pattinson Batsy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know it's been out, what, what a couple weeks now? Yeah, yeah yeah and you know Coop and I just sitting here we're still debating we probably will check it out but um yeah we'd like to hear from you guys you know I mean are you know are you a fan you know Batman in general will you go see the new one (laughs) yeah
1: yeah you know because you're always going to come away with being a fan of one or the other you know but you'll have one that you like the best so Mm -hmm. I don't see anything wrong with still checking out the new one i yeah. doubt that it replaces the one that's already in the top
0: spot but you know <laughs> that's right okay you archivers weigh in we're ready to hear what you gotta say <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know it's undeniable that batman no matter which Pacific actor portrayal don the costume is hands down one of the most beloved and revered pop culture comics figures of all time yes the character batman is legend But back to the 89 version of Batman portrayed by Michael Keaton. Again, in our humble opinion, Michael Keaton is by far the best Batman like he is Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And we enjoyed some of the other portrayals, but Michael Keaton, he hit it out of the park. Yeah,
1: like if you went through the phone book and you're like, uh, Batman residence, you know,
0: you're looking for Michael <laughs> Keaton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One, two, <three> <laughs>
0: You're nuts, <not stupid. laughs> Coop. Hold on, Libby, I need to write that down. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness like with his portrayal of bruce wayne though you know it was spot on and justified the cape crusader like no one has to this day Mm -hmm. he nailed both parts but he did a smash-up job as bruce wayne bruce wayne (laughs) miss (laughs) bob
0: or hi bruce wayne (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I totally agree, Coop. <laughs> he, he portrayed both roles effortlessly. And he did. No one can touch his performance. No. I remember when we first watched it play out on the big screen. Oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, literally, our jaw was on the floor in sheer amazement.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: For both roles, Michael Keaton had the look, humor, and mystery that is Bruce Wayne-Batman duality.
1: Yes, agreed. Michael Keaton aced just how his alter ego Bruce Wayne could really stand out as a nice and believable rich playboy. Mm-hmm. He also possessed the appearance of a disturbed man, <laughs> someone who has seen things and who's bothered by the current state of society and is eager to
0: rid the world of evil. He wants to wipe the slate clean. And Michael Keaton's portrayal of Batman, Batman retains more of a mysterious aura.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So not only was this wonderfully showcased by Keaton, um, but what was key was the dark, ingenious version of director Tim Burton he caused to come alive. Yeah, His signature style brought his predictably dark version of Batman.
1: So a couple of the components that Tim Burton used to highlight the wonderfully dark version of Batman was, of course, the makeup and art direction that exhibited a 1930s Skid Row look with folks' faces in the film looking pallid. The dark sets portraying uh, Gotham City was spot on, too. Mm -hmm. You feel like you've stepped straight into the comics. DC Comics and and get to watch wide-eyed from a front-row seat perspective, you feel like you're right there. (laughs) Fun fact. Speaking of the darkness of the look and feel of the sets portraying Gotham City, did you know that the film was shot in England? (laughs) Tim Burton along with others uh, creative execs made tasteful use of CGI displayed elaborate sets, and had a touch of animation in there, here and there.
0: Batman was well done. Now, you touched on this point briefly, and the obvious comparison involved in an earlier fun fact when you noted the stark differences between this Batman in 89 versus Adam West's Batman in
1: 1966.
0: Mm -hmm. Loved and enjoyed both versions of Batman. But Batman '89 is a far cry from the campy Batman of Adam <laughs> West. <laughs> I mean, Adam West Batman was totally refreshingly fun, though. <laughs> no disrespect, he was fun. <laughs> it
1: was a lot of fun. You were not there for a serious moment. No. If you were trying not to cry, you know, you know, <laughs> if you were sad, you put in that movie, you're going to end up laughing. You will be, you know, having a good day at that point.
0: Send down the shark, rebellion,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. You can't mean that cheesy, comical, noir style showcased in the past Batman TV shows and equally cheesy older movie that contained the most entertaining 60s type B roll examining pow. Blam. Boosh. <laughs> Bang <laughs> you know, when someone falls or gets hit.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the nineteen sixty-six Batman was so enjoyable. <laughs> it possessed an innocent cartoon-esque display back then, which was very entertaining. <laughs> That version also had his trusty sidekick, Robin, played by Burt (laughs) (laughs) Ward. But Robin was a trip, too. Yes, he was. Holy nostalgia, Batman!
1: (laughs) (laughs) So just briefly looking at the noticeable contrast between the older retro retro 1966 Batman versus 1989 Batman, It was cool seeing something much more serious and dark. Mm -hmm. Quite an interesting perspective. So speaking of the 1989 Batman, the brief setup of what the film was about was Batman taking on battle against his evil nemesis, the Joker. The Joker was brilliantly played by Jack Nicholson. Facts. Yes. The Joker's plan, as seen played out in the film, is to take over the scene, especially the crime scene in Gotham City.
0: Hmm, where do we start? <laughs> it's really that good. It is, it is. So concerning this riveting film, Batman is a solid, sophisticated film that's undoubtedly one of Tim Burton's better film efforts.
1: Yes, it is of no secret that Tim Burton's brilliant style and signature, so often found in his films, because we can clearly detect mystery. hmm It exudes quality throughout. I mean, the sets are incredible with their detail and darkness. The
0: acting is top-notch, and the script is so entertaining. And Coop, let's be real. The cinematography was simply spellbinding. Mm -hmm. So the view of Gotham City from the aerial perspective was brilliantly shot and portrayed. So There are countless good things to really absorb when diving into the dark vision of director Tim Burton.
1: So, this movie began filming in the fall of October and only took 12 weeks to shoot. Wow. Yes. Fun fact. We mentioned that Batman 89 was filmed in England. So cool. (laughs) But do you want to know why? Yes, I do. Okay. Reason being is how this proved beneficial to filming. And what accomplishing it needed to be is that things... Went along much smoother in Tim Burton's recollection because they dodged many bullets surrounding all the gossip, criticism, and attitude from the general populace, um, complaining about both his and Michael Keaton's involvement in the film. They just were away.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you know we, you know, you think about all the hype and everything. You, you know, we just loved it. Yeah. So it's hard to think that all oh, they might have had some pushback.
1: Yeah, you think everybody would just be on board with this? But mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Everybody's got their critics for sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But back to the cinematography, all we can say is it's clear that the winning components of Batman was it being filmed in England, um, as well as making good use of CGI for the elaborate sets and animation. So the fact that Tim Burton and fellow creative execs navigated with laser focus and shut out the noise of negativity was very evident in the finished product.
1: Mm.
0: Batman 89 was quite pleasing on many levels.
1: Yeah. So this Batman being dark versus the Adam West cheesy comical North style is such a 180 from each other. <laughs> we enjoyed both. But let's get into what we liked about Batman 89. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing something this dark was a bit of an interesting perspective. So instead of offering up gags and laughs, this Batman is doing battle against his nemesis, the evil Joker, who wants to take over the crime scene in Gotham City.
0: Concerning this riveting film, Batman is a solid, sophisticated film that is undoubtedly one of Tim Burton's better film efforts. So we said that earlier, and this movie exudes quality throughout. The sets are incredible with their detail and darkness.
1: Very Tim Burton esque.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Act- acting was top notch, and the script is spot on with an adequate amount of light humor sprinkled in there. Well, I also liked how the view of Gotham City looked in faraway aerial shots. Those were well done.
1: Really, Kennedy?
0: <laughs>
1: there are countlessly good things to really enjoy here including the distinctive dark vision of tim burton this along with the stirring musical composition and soundtrack and zooming camera angles giving the film an absorbing feel of a real comic book come to life
0: more on the musical aspects of batman 89 here shortly (laughs) but the story in batman is simple in regards to the joker it's revenge and power he has on his mind. His shortlist includes Gang Takeover from Grisham, uh, The Destruction of Gotham City, and of course, The Demise of Batman for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how this
1: movie is the classic comic book turned to film without looking too much like a comic book. Yes, so let's talk about our star hero for just a second, shall we? <laughs> Michael Keaton portrayed Batman wonderfully. He was uh, properly complex and rooting as billionaire Bruce Wayne, whose secret identity of Batman enables him to clean up the corrupt streets of Gotham. Fun fact, Michael Keaton developed two voices for Batman or Bruce Wayne and, um, With the former being much lower in tone, he, in essence, set the benchmark in which most other Batman and Bruce Wayne renditions
0: is patterned after or compared. Michael Keaton, as the troubled, vengeful Bruce Wayne, in our humble opinion, is a fine actor, and it would only be a matter of time where his take on Bruce Wayne, the man would be appreciated. Now, as the Cape Crusader, Michael Keaton set the bar high for all those that followed in his footsteps. So we're not going to go long on, you know, really Michael Keaton, the actor per se, you know, because this is really about Batman. But um, there's a lot of fascinating stuff that we can tell you about Michael Keaton. And we have already done that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to know more about that and some his other film highlights, check out our episode right here on the Caramel Apple Podcast of Michael Keaton. Fascinating stuff. (laughs) Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. True, but his alter ego, Bruce Wayne, also was a complicated dude. Though he's clearly independently wealthy, he fights crime, but he's definitely on the edge. He was. But here's another important supporting character
1: who, you should say, lit Bruce Wayne's fire. <laughs> buttered his bread. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to soon take the edge off. That was the love interest Vicki Vale. Vicki Vale is a hot blonde reporter that crosses paths with and gets rescued by our hero.
0: You know, Coop, I actually didn't mind Vicky Vale in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she was played by um, the talented Kim Basinger. Uh, she is Vicki Vale. Yeah, yeah. And for the most part, she worked for and was agreeable to most fans of this movie uh but like where some were picking apart uh tim burton's involvement in the movie and michael keaton's involvement in the movie unfortunately some didn't care too well for having vicky Vale star in batman either oh boy yeah they <laughs> called it a significant flaw what hmm, curious, hey. i know <laughs> i'm telling you some of those critics were rough (laughs) wow yes
1: very curious indeed but uh we all have our preferences and opinions right Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so what exactly was the issue perhaps what exactly was it that some of the naysayers didn't like was it having vicky bale in it or having kim basinger playing vicky bale perhaps
0: you know, Coop, I really don't know exactly. Um, you know, but there was some noise about this, though, obviously. Maybe it was a little bit of both, actually. Yeah, probably. All I know is that it, it said some felt, yeah. you know, that, yeah. So, like, you know, just putting her in there, Vicki Vale, as a love interest, I guess they kind of likened it to, like, Superman having Lois Lane. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. So the folks that disagreed with any part of her presence felt she was again a significant flaw in the film. Wow! And they too hated all of the screaming she did. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty excessive, but <laughs> so um, other than being an attractive love interest for Batman, um, many felt she brought little to the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. With all that helplessness and um incessant screaming, perhaps the whole damsel in distress
0: may have went way overboard for some. Yeah, perhaps. But I enjoyed Vicky Vale in this movie. I did too. <laughs> she is Vicky Vale. Vicki <laughs> Vale. Vicky Vale. <laughs> Vicky vale. <laughs> But, you know, as with anything, Batman has its fans and its detractors. Yeah. So I think that Vicki Vale for Batman was the only light. And, and you know, I'd have to say Alfred as well. Yeah. Um, you know, for him in an otherwise dark and dreary existence. So described as tenacious, Vicki Vale was a reporter who was intent on digging deep into the Batman story. So, as we know, she finds more than she initially bargained for when the love affair develops between them. Mm. Stevie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Vicky and Alexander Knox. Who's that loss? <laughs> <Deep>. <laughs> they, they attend a benefit hosted by none other than Bruce Wayne at Wayne Manor. This is where the two cross paths and sparks just fly. Mm -hmm. Bruce is totally taken in by Vicky's charms. Of course, Knox becomes jealous of the uh, the (laughs) obvious chemistry between Bruce and Vicky. But in regards to the big picture, this scenario is small fries. Or
0: is it? Catch the twist coming. Meanwhile, on that same night... (laughs) Carl Grisham's second in command, Heavy or Muscle, Jack Napier, um, is sent to raid Axis Chemicals Factory. So, after the cops receive a tip off and arrive to arrest him, Jack then realizes he has been set up by his boss clearly angered by Jack's affair with Grisham's mistress. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> so in, in the midst of the shootout, Batman arrives and takes out Jack Napier's henchman. Grisham intends for Jack Napier to be killed, but instead he's horribly disfigured after a freak confrontation with Batman.
1: <laughs> and shortly thereafter...
0: Jack recovers with the
1: help of less than stellar plastic surgery (laughs) but is left with his noticeable signature disfigured grin which is now permanent and a strong indicator that he's even more disturbed or psychotic than previously he is now the Joker
0: oh boy (laughs) (laughs) so after killing Grisham the Joker then takes over his empire and holds the city at his mercy by chemically altering everyday hygiene products, you know, causing those using a certain combination of products to end up laughing themselves to death. New and improved Joker products!
1: (laughs) (laughs) So now we see that these shenanigans put the Joker on the radar. Batman attempts to track down the Joker, who now has become romantically interested in none other than Vicki Bale.
0: Well, Miss Bale.
1: Uh-oh, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> With all this trouble of brewing in Gotham, thanks to the Joker, mm-hmm. it is soon evident that his terrorizing warmongering streak wasn't bad enough. He further pushes the accelerator pedal on his evil plans, where he intends to do something spectacular at the upcoming celebration of Gotham's 200th anniversary.
1: Thankfully, Batman uses a couple of his expensive toys to foil his
0: plans. Ah, can we say the ever-awesome Batmobile and the Batwing?
1: (laughs) Ah, yes. But the Batmobile, to many of us hardcore fans, deem this design or version of the Batmobile the definitive choice which
0: made Batman 89 that much more perfect. Totally. Like, we won't go long on this. But if you want the detailed scoop on this version of the Batmobile, check out our golden delicious nod to it in our Hero Cars episode right here on the Carmel Apples podcast. Again, fascinating stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But the Batmobile is very menacing looking, yet slick and beautiful with a big afterburner to deliver that extra turbo boost. Yeah. I remember well that the audience gasped in sheer awe the first time it debuted on screen when it was sitting there waiting just outside of the museum. It's also amazing looking when it cloaks itself in armor. And then we got the money shots of the Batmobile when Batman and Vicky head out to the Batcave. Okay, that's enough. I'm starting to go long now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It's okay, Kennard. (laughs) I'm right there with you. (laughs) I was absolutely blown away by the visuals. Which for a film that came out in 1989, and a dark one at that, the visuals were spectacular. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton does an excellent job as Batman and Bruce Wayne. And Jack Nicholson is delightfully over the top and ornery as the Joker. Joker
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> but could... <laughs> you, you two speak the absolute truth all this because it really is Jack Nicholson's mind-blowing performance as the rather sadistic Joker that holds this film together. (laughs)
1: Like, if I had to decide who was better as the Joker between Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, um, well, Heath was my boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and to Coop's defense, he really was that good pulling off the role. I mean, he had big shoes to fill, and he did do that part justice in The Dark Knight. We
1: did, but even though Heath is my boy, (laughs) Jack Nicholson really was the Joker for me. Me too. (laughs) He's our generation's Joker. So nostalgic.
0: Yes, the Joker was both scary and comical. He mixed a believable performance of jokes, campiness, as well as evil. Mm -hmm. The Joker was rotten. (laughs) I mean, he wanted to torment and kill what and whoever was in his path in his twisted ways. Yes. And as we mentioned before, he went to poisoning random makeup and personal hygiene products through an ostentatious party where he gave away free money, then has the audacity to poison the crowd. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, you know, the movie, but the minute you're, you know, talking about it, it's like, oh, my God, that's awful. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you just sit there and watch it, but when you think about it, it's like, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> the Joker is a total nutcase. But it was fun to watch this nutcase as he struts and preens all the while he dispenses his evil. Jack Nicholson is a natural, and he owned this movie and shined brightly in it. You can tell he's having fun with this character. <laughs> this town needs an animal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you haven't already been able to tell, we could quote this movie all day, every day. <laughs> Wait, we already do. <laughs> we sure do.
0: <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> Hug. <laughs> Coop, do you remember when he deliberately trashed the museum? Ah, yes. <laughs> man, oh man. <laughs> mm-hmm. He and his evil henchmen go in there and literally trash everything. They do. Spray painting fine art, smashing the artwork with relentless and total abandon. <laughs> now this right here highlights on just how demented the Joker is. Yes. Yes. So they're in there like tearing everything up with ugly intent to destroy until he arrives at a painting called The Scream. Mm. Joker has the comical audacity to tell his minion to leave that one alone, saying, I kind of like this one, Bob. Leave it. (laughs) He's nuts. He is (laughs) nuts.
1: But it's always the darker, the better for the Joker.
0: Oh my goodness, these are on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Not only this scene, but all throughout Batman 89. So many key scenes were enhanced by the music that was showcased in this movie.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Fun fact. Did you know that two separate soundtracks of the movie were released? One featuring the geniusly placed songs by Prince... And and the other composer, Danny Elfman's dark brooding
0: score. Stunning music soundtrack throughout. The music by Danny Elfman perfectly synced with the cinematography, as that was outstanding. So his score really was a wonderful, riveting superhero piece of musical genius that suits the movie extremely well. Yeah, the main theme is highly nostalgic and has become one of the best-known main movie themes in the history of cinema.
1: Hand in glove, Kennedy. Mm Mm-hmm. I also appreciated the mixture of darkness and tragedy wrought into the characters, which, you know, is totally Tim Burton's clear signature in his work.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: So the strong, stirring soundtrack highlights, along with looming camera angles, give the film an absorbing feeling of a real comic book adventure come to life. Oh, yes. Yes, it does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the Prince compilation included some crazy, memorable key tunes that also helped define Batman musically. Uh, But a few of his songs were actually not included in the film, Mm -hmm. only on the soundtrack. So other unused songs were released and were presented as B-side tracks of the initial single. Mm -hmm. The music is spot on with it being uglier, grittier, and meaner just like on how Batman and his many adventures played out.
1: But just like the earlier initial reception of the film Batman and all of its components being negative, Michael Keaton as Batsy, (laughs) Tim Burton's (laughs) directing, etc., there's also a a fair amount of resistance to Prince making the musical soundtrack for Batman. Really? Uh Ah, fun fact. You may find it interesting that one person who had a little problem with Prince's contribution to the project was the director, Tim Burton, himself.
0: Oh! Uh, Believe it or not, the songs written by Prince were criticized at the time for being too out of place. Hmm. But I would have to respectfully disagree. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you not like the ultra-cool melodic ballads arms of orion and scandalous Mm-hmm. yes so amazingly nostalgic this soundtrack was live you <laughs> it really was
1: <laughs> so as was mentioned tim burton didn't have a major problem with including Prince's music in his project it was just that tim burton was less enthusiastic with having those songs as part of the film oh okay but kennedy i know you feel the same way about this but I think Princess Songs actually added to the craziness that defined the movie. Mm-hmm. hmm Like, there's nothing quite like watching the Joker jam and get down to Party Man.
0: Facts. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> yeah, because the music all throughout was on point. Yeah, yeah. Slow standing clap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are getting close to wrapping up our riveting discussion on Batman 89. Um, We've got a couple more highlights to chat about. So, we spoke of the performances by Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, and Jack Nicholson. Another major plus are the supporting roles throughout, which were exceptionally done.
1: Burton assembled a large cast for his first major film. So, this includes smaller roles played by Grisham, Jack Palance, Harvey Dent, Billy D. Williams, Commissioner Gordon, Pat Hingle, Alexander Knox, Robert <laughs> Wool, Alfred, Michael Goh, Alicia, Jerry Hall. Alfred was always a nice, refreshing addition to the cast. Mm-hmm. So enjoyed Alfred on screen. Alfred serves as a father figure to Bruce Wayne, but he also was Wayne's butler and confidant.
0: Really? Batman was a phenomenal success back in 1989, thanks to an enormous publicity campaign and rabid merchandising. Mm -hmm. A real Batmania had enveloped everything. It did. So this goes down as one of the greatest adaptations ever. Batman was no doubt a huge blockbuster and had a great deal riding on it in regards to merchandising and a possible franchise. Hence, the equally entertaining sequel, Batman Returns, entering the fray in 1992.
1: Batman is still quite entertaining and enjoyable some 30 years after its initial release.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The special effects for the time are quite good, and they still work today. Tim Burton truly managed to create a movie that felt very much like it belonged in the DC comic
0: universe. Yes, you have to give this film credit. Everything about it nailed how dark Batman is, and with Michael Keaton's voice, is wonderfully brooding. So, of all the superhero characters we've seen developed, I probably like Batman the best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's perhaps due to the fact in being that he is the most human one with real emotions, along with dark, edgy tendencies. Mm -hmm. Plus, I like that he isn't invincible, Look, he's human after all.
0: <laughs> I know, stinky. That was pretty bad. <laughs>
1: oh, so Batman 89 perfectly translates the superhero rendition to the silver screen, complete with all his humane characteristics.
0: His visuals are what demand the viewer's attention. Whether it's the Joker's face hidden in the shadows before the reveal, or with the titular character standing at high atop Gotham City with the nighttime sky in the background, full moon, and the bat signal projected up in front of him, you really can't help but to be captivated.
1: Truly. Details hint at the comics equals pure gold for us diehard
0: fans. But thanks to the amazing performances throughout, the beautiful sets, amazing soundtrack and musical score, and state-of-the-art filming and editing, Batman remains one of the best blockbusters ever released. Eckhart, you gotta think about the future! (laughs)
1: Love what you heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. To tune into future tracks into the Orchard Archives, Meet up with us here next week, same time, same place at The Sweet Spot. And it would mean the world to us if you would leave us a shiny review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and explore more iconic memories. Thank you.